Hey y'all, um, this is Anna. Um, welcome to Feminine Fidelity. Um, my purpose in this uh, is to strive to um, be an example of Titus to womanhood and to seek in whatever way I can to uh, help regain a biblical understanding of womanhood not tainted by feminism and not uh, bowing to culture in any way. Um, today, I want to discuss, um, will our works praise us in the gates? Proverbs thirty-one thirty-one says, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Before we go any further, I want to apologize for the way my voice sounds. I am still struggling with um, bronchitis and my thyroid is off and uh, <laughs> it's affecting my vocal quality. Um, Matthew Henry's commentary on Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. This is just a short quote from it. Mm -hmm. If the fruit be good, the tree must have our good word, but she leaves it to her own works to praise her. Everyone ought to desire this honor that cometh from God. And according to this standard, we all ought to regulate our judgments. Um, a wise woman does not praise herself. She leaves it to others to weigh and to value and to judge. Um, her works will speak for themselves. She doesn't have to point to them and say, look what I did. Um, <laughs> uh, kind of flies in the face of... Uh, uh, influencers, doesn't it, you know, because that seems to be their purpose is look at me, look at me. And so very often what they put out there is unattainable. Um, we can't strive, uh, we can't have perfection. Our homes will never be perfectly ordered 24 hours a day. Our children will never be in stain less clothes 24 hours a day um the dishes will never be completely done while we have wonderful beautiful meals on the table 24 hours a day none of that none of that is attainable um we have to strive to to care of our families and love our families and we're not doing it for the applause of the world we are doing it to honor our lord who gave us the sphere of influence, um, our husbands to love and to submit to and to obey, to support in their missions, and to, alongside of them, raise up children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He gave us homes to care for, where our families can be cozy and comfortable and, and loved, fed, where they can rest, where they look forward to being. Um, we, feminism has destroyed the understanding of the glory of the home, the beauty of the home. Everybody wants good food. Everybody wants a place to rest. But nobody these days wants to be the one to do it. Very few women overall um, see the value of a biblical womanhood um, as lived out in the home. Very few women want to be 
scrubbing floors or washing dishes. They would rather be filing papers or leading board meetings or even flipping burgers. It's just crazy. God gave us this beautiful realm as our own. And and he gave this to women, half the population, to care for the home. So this, this has to be an important task, sisters. This has to be a glorious calling because it's one given to us by our Lord and given to women exclusively. And so we need to remember that and, and strive to do it for his glory. Satan has been involved in getting the woman um, to turn from God, to getting the women to disobey God from the very beginning. Um, from the moment he got the first woman, Eve, to do his bidding, he's been involved in turning women from their God-designed purpose. And he's been drawing them away from being um, used by God um, ever since. He's after us too, sisters. He wants to destroy us and he wants to destroy um, our good work in the home because he hates God and he hates God's perfect design for manhood, which includes women being in the home, loving our own family, caring for our own family, and serving our own family. Women have bought into the lie that they're wasting their lives there. Um, and they want to go out and, and take on the man's role, where the man has to go out and strive and work for bosses or start his own business and work long hours until he's exhausted, perhaps at a job he hates. And we've traded the glories of home for that. That makes no sense. Um, we must trust the Lord and we must obey his word. And we have to strive to see and understand this word um, apart from feminism's influence. And feminism is so ingrained in our society today that most of us don't even realize we're drinking the Kool-Aid. Um... The first modern work on feminism uh, was in the 1700s. In 1848, the Declaration of Sentiments was presented. And it's been downhill ever since. Women <coughs> traded a desire to love their home, their family, their, their children, to have children, support a man and be supported, protected and defended by that man for standing on their own two feet and pursuing their own hearts. Anybody that tells you to pursue your heart's desire is lying to you. Run. But that's what feminism did and it's what it continues to do. Um, we have to ask God to help us to recover this love of family and love of home, uh, love of our place, and understand that the place God gave us is a glorious one. Um, and also we have to, you know, pray that as we work towards this, you know, are we honoring God? Is our fruit 
pleasing to God? Are we doing works of righteousness in our homes, for our families? You know, or do we have the right motivation and attitude? Is it to bring glory to God, which is where we're told everything must be? Everything we do must be done for his glory and honor. And, um, you know, we need to we need to make sure that we're not doing this because some influencer made it look fun. Um, because our favorite writer or podcaster or um, even novelist, you know, made it look pretty. And I'm talking about, you know, what you do in the home here. Um, it is something that is, um, you know, the home is hard work. But I'd say it's harder still to go out and work for a boss who is pulling you away from your God-given purpose. Um, we must seek after wisdom. We don't need to run after riches. We don't need to run after popularity. We don't need to strive to follow someone down whatever path it is they're leading us. We need to follow God. We need to honor his word. And we need to do that which he has given us to do. And we need to do it in a way that honors God in our speech, our actions, our attitudes. There's a verse in Proverbs 31. It's verse 26. It says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her, her tongue is the law of kindness. Are we kind to our families? Um, do we do the things we say come from a great love uh, for God's abiding truth, for his word? Um, wisdom comes from God. And if what we're teaching other women isn't coming from the pages of scripture, we're not teaching wisdom. Um, and so... That's something that I don't think, I know it, I, it wasn't taught to me. And I, I see a lot of women that I know, there's no way it was taught to them. Um, we need to strive after wisdom, the wisdom that comes from God's word. And God's word doesn't contradict itself. And it doesn't change with time. It doesn't fold or bend or bow to the ages, to the culture that we're in to a denominational stance. God's word is the standard, and we must measure ourselves by it, not by anything else. And, um, you know, we need to value the role the Lord has given to us, and we need to keep it well and honor him and seek to be a godly woman, no matter how old we are, whether we're young or old, uh, whether we have yet to find our husband or, or we're married or a widow. Um, you know, we have to live lives of purity and devote ourselves to learning from older women if we're younger and as older women to teach the younger women. But we must teach truth and we must strive to learn truth. Proverbs 31, 10 through 12 says, who can find a virtuous woman, for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Um, you know, spoils came from war. 
when a an army would be victorious, they would get the goods from the camps of the other army. Um, we, husbands need to trust us with their money and, and their things and their time because think about it this way, sisters. Every single thing that we buy um, costs time of our husband. His time but that he's put in at work. If he makes $20 an hour and something costs $10, we have spent 30 minutes of our husband's life. If he makes $30 an hour and something costs 90 we have spent three hours of our husband's lives. You know, that's the way we need to look at things. And everything that we get also costs time to take care of. Um, you know, it's it takes time to dust treasures. It takes time to wash them and to clean. And, the, and I'm not a minimalist. I'm not. But neither am I one given to clutter. I don't like things. I want stuff that pleases me because it has sentimental value or I find it beautiful. But I don't want stuff just hanging around. And um, because you know, the more we have, the more we have to take care of. And, um, you know, whether you're a minimalist or you love keeping everything, you just got to value uh, your time well enough that you don't just endlessly pour it out on this stuff, you know, and you have to value your husband's time at work so that you're not endlessly desiring to spend and buy more stuff. Your husband needs to trust you with his money and with his things. Um, he needs to be able to safely trust in you, period, in all ways, and that you will do him good and not evil. Um, he doesn't need to worry about you talking behind his back or he doesn't need to worry about you um, uh, running him down or dishonoring him or failing to care for the home he's given you. He doesn't need to worry about any of that. He needs to be able to safely trust in you. He needs to believe that you're going to submit to him and honor him. Follow his vision. Support him in his mission. I mean, this needs to be so obvious to him that he doesn't have to doubt your fidelity. Um, and, and others need to see us honor and respect and obey our husband um, with our actions and our words. Uh, this is one way we teach younger sisters is through our example in the way we love our home and love our husband, how we care for these things. They need to see us as an example in that way. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Proverbs 31, 27 through 28. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praiseth her. Do our works as a keeper of the home speak of our dedication to orderliness and cleanliness? Uh, to discipline and beauty? Or do they shout out very loudly that we only do those things that are most necessary and we ignore everything else? Uh, a lot of women like to joke about how they don't cook or how much they hate dishes or laundry and all. 
And we're not going to love every single task we're given. I don't like, I don't like ironing clothes, but I'll do it when it's necessary because it needs to be done. My mother did not like cooking, but she cooked. She made good meals. You don't have to love every task you're given. You just simply have to do the task that you are given and, and that your family are depending on you to do. Um, I mean, your husband doesn't love every task he has at work. He may not even love his job, but he's going out and faithfully doing it for you because he loves you and because he wants to honor God. And we need to keep that in mind and we need to give the same kind of fidelity to our work. Um, and as a mother... Are we raising up our children to be devoted to truth? This is part of being a, a wise and godly and kind woman. You know, the way we speak to our children, the way we treat them, uh, shows what we think about God. Uh, we must be devoted to being mothers who love their children and who treat them well and train them well and train them to be devoted to the Word of God. Um... We must love our children and value them above our own comfort and above our own so-called dreams. We hear a lot about women pursuing their dreams and fulfilling themselves. And most of these women are going to end up old and alone because their children will not either have been born or they're going to see that mama didn't really care about me at all. She cared about her dreams. You know, we don't want to be like that. And, and as children, you know, you would still have a, a responsibility to honor and obey um, parents, even if they're not fully Christian, if they're not Christian, sorry, not fully Christian, but even if they're not Christians or even if they're not, the mother is not uh, been the example she ought to have been, you still answer to God as a child, as an even an adult child, uh, for the way you treat your mother. Um but she answers to God for the way she treats you. And so, as a mother, um, think about this. Put your children ahead of yourself. Love your children. You know? And, and let them see that the most important relationship in your life outside of God, of course, God must come first, is your husband. Their father comes ahead of your child. Because that is the way God designed um, the family. You and he are one. And your relationship begins before the children and last after the children. At least that's what it's supposed to do if we're seeking to be biblical. So we need to live in such a way so that we, um, our children can see this about us. See that we love God's word. We're seeking to be wisdom of uh, women of wisdom, and we're seeking to be women who are kind with our words and our actions, and we're seeking to honor our God in all that we do, and that we put our husbands ahead of them, and that we're not contradicting him, fighting him to have our own way, <coughs> but are acting in concert with him, with him as the head. And so ask yourself, what will my child say about me? What will they think? What will they remember? You know, are they going to look back? And, of course, you're going to make mistakes. 
But there is a difference in making mistakes, which all parents make, and knowingly leading them astray. Knowingly choose God to, um, I mean, knowingly choosing to disobey God and, and to not have, um, His will, His word as your guiding light. And so that you're sinning against Him and them and the way you raise them because you're pursuing your own desires. There is a difference in failing and in doing that. Because uh, you can fail while trying. You can fail, you know, to use your time well in any given day. Everybody fails using their time well at some point. You can fail and be a little impatient here or there. But if you repent and truly work on being more patient, there's a huge difference in that and that becoming a pattern. There is a huge difference in um, uh, not honoring your husband and your child seeing that and then you repenting and then, and then you not honoring him, period. So you need to wonder, you need to ask yourself, what is my child seeing? What are they learning from me, about me, about what's important to me? Uh, what kind of example am I being? Well, they look back and say that our works, works that they saw every single day in our homes, actually honored God. Well, they believe that you chose to glorify God or that you chose to glorify yourself. Well, they say this this woman that you gave me, Lord, she honored you in, in, in every way that she could. And, and she repented when she failed. And I, I want to be more like her as a woman. Or will they look back and say, she followed her heart instead of following the Lord. Proverbs thirty-one twenty-nine through 31. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the works of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Ladies, in all that we do, seek to honor God. In all that you do, every single day, put God first. And in earthly relationships, your husband comes next, and then your children. And that's the way God meant it to be. And that that is the way that pleases him. And don't, don't overlook the value of pouring yourself out in your home. Um, cooking those meals and scrubbing those floors and loving those babies and honoring that husband. And caring for the things that your husband has worked so hard to provide for you and for them. Um, check out my blog. Uh. Femina, F-E-M-I-N-A, Sola Gradia. And um, uh, I have a group on Facebook and a page on Facebook by the same name, Femina Sola Gradia. I'd love to have you join. And um, I write on uh, Substack, and I, um, the, of course, this is my podcast. Uh, simple though it is, uh, it's my effort to honor God as a Titus to older woman. 
and um, you know, uh, subscribe, uh, follow me, join us on those groups. Um, I have a Patreon if you want to help support my efforts. Um, I also have a Amazon wish list. Um, if you want to get something off of that, you can find the link on my blog. Uh, it's mostly household items and uh, supplements that I need because my health is so poor. Uh, I depend a lot on supplements. Um, things like that um, would be a blessing to us, but I want to be a blessing to you. If I can help you in some way, please let me know. Let me, If you have a specific prayer request, let me know. I'm honored to pray for you. I pray for y'all in general, and I love y'all. And uh, um, like I said, I'd love to have you join our group and um, join my page. You are very important to me, sisters, and I pray for y'all. Um, I want to please y'all, uh, not above God, but I want to please y'all by being a godly example to you. And uh, that's that's the best way I can serve you. Um, and all that you do, do all for the glory of the Lord every single day. And um, until next time, y'all take care. And uh, bye-bye, y'all.